Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with me today. So we get into the Word of God here every day, talk about it, pray about it, allow it to transform our life because there's power in the Word of God. This week we've been talking about Holy Week, and today we talk about this climactic night of Holy Week, Thursday night, when Jesus would eat the Passover meal with his disciples. Now, Jesus had said that he eagerly anticipated. He was looking forward to this night. He knew it was a big night. He knew it was coming. He wanted to be with his disciples. He wanted everything to go right. They prepared the meal. They secured the place in the upper room. But as we know, someone had forgotten to get the foot washer. One of those little details evidently was left out. What do you do in a situation like that? Did Jesus stress out? Did he think, oh, my big night's been ruined right at the very beginning? Did he begin to let that bother him? No. Rather, what do we see in Scripture? It's very interesting. It says of Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus, and then the, talk, the next verse talks about how Judas the devil had entered Judas Iscariot, was going to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper. He goes on to say he girded himself with a towel. He bent over and he began to wash the disciples' feet. Now, they didn't want to have any part of this. They thought this was a lowly servant's job. But Jesus was the one doing it. And he modeled here a couple of things. He modeled servant leadership. He modeled honoring his disciples and showing that, that greatness in God's kingdom really is serving. And he also demonstrated that he needed to be the one to cleanse us. Another good gospel illustration that rather than we cleanse ourselves and wash ourselves, it would be Jesus who would have to cleanse us from our sin. Peter had said, you can't, you're not going to wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. And Peter then says, well, then wash all of me. You know, Peter tended to go from one extreme to the other. Wash all of me. And Jesus said, no, you only need, you're already clean because of the word I spoke to you. All you need is your feet washed here. The point is, Jesus began this meal that he'd eagerly looked forward to by washing the disciples' feet. How cool is that? What an example he set. But then it came time to have the Passover. And the Passover, the Passover celebrated, it's found in Exodus chapter 12. And the story here is such a spectacular story because the children of Israel had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. God was delivering them by mighty acts of power in which he was humbling the Egyptians and the Egyptian gods. There were 10 plagues that came upon the Egyptians. The final one taking the firstborn son from, from each of the Egyptians. And God had instructed the Jewish people, take a lamb, sacrifice the lamb, take its blood, paint it on the doorpost of your house. And when the angel of death comes forth to bring that final tenth judgment upon the people of Egypt, God says, when I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass by and I won't bring the judgment. What a picture of what, the, what Jesus was going to do. We say that as we are under the blood, as God sees the blood of Christ 
applied to us. He does not bring judgment to us either. This was what the Passover was. It celebrated the deliverance of the people of, of the Jewish people out of their bondage in, in Egypt. It was made, they were protected by the blood of the lamb. And Jesus says, it's at this Passover meal, he's going to be explaining, I am that lamb. It is this, and, and he goes and, and look what he says in Matthew 26. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And when he'd taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus was saying that unleavened bread that they would break, that's his body. Remember his body. The cup that you drink, which Jews drank then, and they still drink to this day at their Shabbat meals and Passover meal. Remember, this speaks of my blood, which will be shed. This is what we call the Lord's Supper. Some people call it communion. Uh, uh, they, they, we take it in remembrance of him. Now, there's been quite a bit of controversy about what is this. Does this turn into the, is it really the literal physical body and blood of Jesus? Or was he speaking here as a metaphor? Because I believe it was a metaphor. I don't think that this, this there was a mystical thing that this turned this, bread into the flesh of Jesus or turned the wine into the blood of Jesus Christ. He's speaking as a metaphor there. We know because in the very next verse, it's not on the screen here, but in the very next verse, Jesus says, I won't drink of this fruit of the vine again until I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. Well, he just called it blood. And then he says fruit of the vine, which to me would be a pretty good indication. It was metaphorical. He was, he was giving a, an example and, and of course, there he was in flesh and blood. And the bread wasn't him. Uh, and, and, the, and the cup wasn't blood. Jesus was still there with them. A lot of people have disputes about this. And last, you know, several months ago, I did a series on Catholicism back in, I believe it was in December, Catholicism, what Catholics teach. And they're the ones that teach this actually turns into the body and blood of Jesus. And if you're interested in that, go back uh, into December. Look at some of my older videos that you can find. If you click on my page under videos, look look back a couple months, you can find this. But even if you don't believe in what's called transubstantiation, communion has become such a mystical uh, tradition, ritual, and event and while I'm not opposed to it, churches having this, and I've talked about with us, we now use the little, you know, because of COVID, the little individual cups that you peel back and you've got a wafer and then you've got some, peel some more and you got a juice. And a lot of churches are doing that so because of germs and everything now. But before that, we'd have the, you'd walk down to the front, we'd have the bread and, and a cup and we'd eat of it and drink of it. And I always loved it because it, it saw the church together. And we saw every single person. I would I often sit towards the front and I would just watch people walk down to the front. And, and God just put a love and an appreciation for each and every person, their, their stories, the grace of God in them. To me, it was always a beautiful celebration of the grace of God. 
But I wonder if Jesus had something different in mind, actually. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Twice, as, as Paul is explaining the Lord's Supper, twice he says this, Do this in remembrance of me. When you drink of the cup, remember me. When you eat of the bread, remember me. And then he says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm not dogmatic about this, and I don't care to make a big argument about it or, or start some controversy. But I wonder if what Jesus had in mind is that they would regularly have a meal together, at least once a week in, in the Shabbat meal, but families would eat together. They'd sit down together. They'd eat, and bread and wine were a regular part of the meal. And I wonder if what Jesus was really saying is, think of me every day. Whenever you have your meal together, which would be a daily occurrence, when you break that bread, pass it around the table, remember what I did for you. When you drink of the cup, have your wine there at your meal, stop, thank me, remember my blood that was shed. This is, the, instead of being a church event, which again, I'm not, negative on again against but i wonder if we what we should add is a, a sense of a daily appreciation that as we sit down to eat a re, our meal together as a family which by the way i encourage you to do as you sit down and eat your meal together that you remember hey as we eat tonight let's remember as we eat of bread let's remember jesus was broken for us let's proclaim his death let's remember his blood that was shed because this is something that we we never ever want to take for granted. We want to be abiding in Christ and remembering this every single day. Try it sometime. Again, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Maybe just in the prayer you have, regularly praying for your meal before dinner each night. Just, again, thanking God. Lord, as we take this meal, we remember you are our provider, but we also remember Jesus, you died for us. You shed your blood for us. Your body was broken, and we're grateful. We remember, we eat this meal tonight in remembrance of you. Probably a good thing to do. Probably a good thing to do. Well, Jesus ended the night. He started the night. Things were a little bit, you know, uh, had to wash the feet. He ended the night with Judas leaving. And he pointed out he, he, that one who dipped his, his bread in the cup with Jesus would betray him. The disciples said, not me. It's not going to be me. Peter swore, I'd never, I'm never going to do that. And Jesus had to announce before the cock crows twice tonight, you're going to betray me three times. It was a big night for Jesus. Big night. Did it, did it go just as he planned? I don't know. I don't know, maybe he had planned all along that he was going to wash the disciples' feet, or maybe he just saw that as an opportunity to take something that otherwise wouldn't have worked well, and he made the most of it. And we talk about it still to this day. When the, when the betrayer left, and his awareness that all the disciples were going to depart from him, did he, did, you know, did he, what was going on in his mind, in his heart? He knew it was going to be tough. Yesterday we talked about Gethsemane and how tough that was for him. Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, this is the big night of his life. He, he, he behaved honorably. He rose above the challenges. He proved himself honorable, integrity, faithful, faithful to God. He didn't let his circumstances 
destroy him. But he rose above. Brothers and sisters, we want to follow in those footsteps. We want to be triumphant. How do we do it? Well, just the same way Jesus did. The bottom part here, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he'd come from forth from the Father, he's going back. He knew his he knew who he was. He knew of the love of God. He knew that God was for him. He knew he knew how where he stood with God, and that was more important than Judas's betraying him. That was more important than someone forgetting the foot washer. That was more important than than the knowing the Sanhedrin was going to reject him or Pilate or Herod or any of these people, knowing how he stood with God. Brothers and sisters, today, know where you stand with God. Be secure in your position with him. Know that you're loved. Know that you're forgiven. Know that you're his child. Know these things and nothing, we, we, we face difficulties in life, nothing like what Jesus faced. And we can stand strong and secure in the midst of the storm. The storms may come and we don't deny them. We don't hide our head in the sand. We don't say they're not important and they're not tough, but we say that we can overcome them because we have Christ and we stand firm with God. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today and we thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our example. Oh, Jesus, I pray that we would have the willingness to serve, to wash feet, to take the lowest position because we would honor those who name the name of Christ. We'd honor our brothers and sisters. And I pray, Father, make us quicker to serve, quicker to wash, quicker to bless them, slower to judge them, slower to criticize, slower to find fault. Jesus, you could have found so much fault with your disciples that night. Thank you, you didn't. I pray, Jesus, that we would learn to appreciate what happened at the Passover and even more so the Last Supper, that you gave your life for us. And Lord, even could it be that you just want us every time we have a meal to just remember what you did for us? It's so important. Help us to discover and rediscover the simplicity of what you did for us when you died on that cross, the simplicity of the Lord's Supper. We can make it so complicated and so ritualistic and so theological when it, it just say, just you're just saying, just remember me, remember me, always remember me. Help us to be like this. And Father, it's humbling to ask this because the disciples said that they would never betray you and they did and they ran from you. But we would ask for the grace in our lives to learn from that that we would not be betraying of you. We certainly don't want to be a Judas or even, even a Peter who would betray you and deny you. Help us, Father, to be faithful to you. Give us that courage and that boldness. We pray these things and we bless you and we love you with all of our heart. You're a great God. We're so excited to be your, your children. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining with me today. Love you guys, and I'm so glad you're along with me. We get here every day, 8.30 in the morning Eastern time. We live stream this. Now, to, I, I'm actually doing this the night before because I'm on a plane right now as you're watching this live. But uh, but as much as we can, we come here live in the morning, and then you, or you could watch later in the day, or you can watch more than once if you like. Or you can listen to the podcast, downloading off the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. 
But whatever you do, we believe it's important to get in the Word of God every day, to read it yourself, to hear it taught, to allow yourself to be built up, to receive what God has to give so that you'll be strong in the Lord and mighty in Christ. That's what we want to be. And we get it through the Word of God. We get it through encouraging one another. So thanks for being with me. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we continue to talk about the next day in Holy Week, the crucifixion and what it entailed. Love you guys. So glad to be with you. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with this spirit, fill you with this love. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.